0: in here has been blessed by somebody, somebody God has used to help you get to where
1: you are right now.
2: Happy birthday, Pastor Cofield. On behalf of myself, Bridget, and the entire Forge for Family community, We just want to wish you a special happy birthday and let you know how much we appreciate you. All that you do for our community, for the church and for this little ministry over here that you support in so many ways. We pray you have a blessed birthday. We love you, brother.
1: Well, hello, Dr. DZ Cofield. Listen, this is Chris Clemens, the pastor of the Way of Life Church, and it is your birthday month yet again. And we are so happy to celebrate it with you. Uh, You have been an absolute blessing to this body, this group of believers. If it wasn't for the vision God had put in you and your kingdom mindedness, we wouldn't be where we are today. I want to say personally you've been a blessing to me in so many ways Uh, i thank you for all of the lessons on pastoring and leadership just your vision mindedness and how you lead people and how you care for people i thank you for your heart not just in general but to me and my my family personally you have genuinely been a blessing to me and i miss the times that we would be giggling on the front row during service like we were 10 year old kids i really do See, people laughing because they remember looking over and looking at them pastors over there laughing and giggling during church. Yes, we would. We would. We had so much fun every time we get together. And listen, on behalf of the Way of Life Church, we want to say this to you. Happy birthday, D.Z. Cofield. (laughs) Happy birthday, brother. We love you.
3: On behalf of Barbara Jordan, we would like to say happy birthday to Pastor Cofield. For once in my career, I feel like I am on a path to somewhere great. And it's all because of you and your care for each and every one of us. So on behalf of myself, one of your favorite people here at Barbara Jordan, Miss Stella, I would like to say happy birthday, Pastor Cofield. May God bless you to see many, many more. Again, from Barbara Jordan, we would like to say Happy Birthday!
4: Happy Birthday! Hey there, Pastor Cofield. Coming here today to tell you Happy Birthday. Tell you how thankful I am for all the things you've shown me and all the things you've guided me through. I want to thank you for Project Hope and thank you for giving kids hope. I want to thank you for all the things you've told me and all the things you've helped me with. And one thing that I just can't go without mentioning, one time you told me, don't go for what's good and miss what's great. And I just been running with that. And I thank you for showing me that there's greater things and there's more things to life. <laughs> happy birthday.
2: Pastor Cofield. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. Pastor Cofield. We wish you a happy 61st birthday. And please enjoy your day. In fact, take the rest of the year off on us. We love Love you. you. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye.
2: First of all, let me thank
5: God for you, Dr. Cofield. I really credit you for saving my life. Uh, Three years ago, having surgery, you were on the road, still called in to pray
6: for me to say thank you. And happy birthday to you, Doc. I love you, man. Hey, Doc. This is uh, Eric Portier, uh part of the food ministry here at Good Hope. I uh, just want to say happy birthday. Love you. Thank you for entrusting us to operate the food pantry here, which is serving not only this community, but it's, it's also serving the surrounding communities. Uh, thank you again. Love you, man, and happy birthday.
1: On behalf of Chugu, happy birthday, Pastor Caulfield. We love you. Happy
0: birthday, Pastor Mr.
2: Happy
6: birthday, Pastor Caulfield. I have. I hope you have a good birthday. God bless you. Amen. Happy birthday, Pastor Cofill.
5: The praise begin. It's good to see you this morning, church. One more signal blessing from the Lord that we are here this morning. All right, let us join together in scripture reading. As soon as we post it here. All right, we're reading from Isaiah, the 40th chapter, verses 21 through 31. And it, we will read it together. All right, let me start off with you. Do, did you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? Congregation. He the of the
3: earth, and it's
5: Who brings princes to nothing and makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. To whom then will you compare me, that I should be like him, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes, O God, and see, who created these, he who brings out their hosts by number, calling
3: them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing.
5: Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My right is disregarded by my God.
3: Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is an everlasting God, the Creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is
5: uncertain. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. read together. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Let us pray. God, we come now thanking you for one more day that you've seen fit to give us more grace and mercy. We thank you, Lord, that you Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts and your ways are higher than our ways. We thank you that you are God all by yourself. We thank you that you formed the stars and the moon, Lord, and you just set everything in place so that we could be here on this day to praise your name. So, Lord, we send our praises up to you. We bless your holy name because you are our God and there's none beside thee. So, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for loving us just as we are on this day. Oh, you're a mighty good God. And we bless your holy name. Now bless our time in worship, Lord. And may this praise, may this worship be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen.
0: Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord? hallelujah as I heard the worship leader singing he says I will not be silent for God has done great things and I thought about a song I heard my grandmama sing it says I really love the Lord mm-hmm. I really love the, the Lord yeah you don't know what he's done for me but Jesus gave me the victory house come on say I Did God give you the victory? Come on, you gotta put those Baptist hands together. just want to tell you yes. Lord I love you more than anything see I've been walking with the Lord for a long time and I realize nothing else matters but this I love you G. come on why don't you steal the song this morning I worship I, I worship come on I, I hear good you good just, just you. want to tell you Lord, I love you Lord, I love with an overflowing heart more than, than anything. anything. Mm-hmm. Does anybody love Jesus? Come on, say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. You ought to think about his goodness this morning. Just, just want to tell you. Lord, I love you. Now I heard another songwriter say it like this. Say it right there, somebody said this. Listen, Jesus went to Calvary to say, like you and me, that's love. Nobody can love us like Jesus can. That's love. I you you gotta praise him. Come on, come on, say, Jesus went, Jesus. Jesus, that's love want to tell you Lord I love you more than me come on listen I didn't fly 1700 miles from Maryland to sit like I've been laying at paradise funeral home amen because when I think about what God has done for me I told you I, I had COVID last year and I was in the hospital for three weeks and they had oxygen on me and, and I gave my wife these notices. I said listen if I don't come out I got these instructions for you, but God allowed me to live. And for that reason, brother, that's why I won't be silent. I have a reason. I have a mandate to praise God. Because if he never does anything else, whoo, he's already done for me. Hallelujah. So can we just sing this corporally? Everybody in good hope, every believer in this house. Everybody say one voice and say, I love I love, I love you, Jesus. What do we come to do? I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you. Just want to tell you. Lord, I love you. Lord, Lord, I love you more than anything. Why don't you lift those blessed hands and give the Lord praise in this house? Come on, give him a great praise. He is a great God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless his name.
7: Good morning. You will uh, forgive me this morning if you catch me squinting a little bit. I've got new glasses on so I can only see some of you. (laughs) I thought the general theory was when you get glasses, it's supposed to help you see better. Uh, However, um, by the way, if you see me driving home from church, I would suggest that you let me go first. (laughs) Let's punctuate our time with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you in this Advent season for all that you have done, are doing, and will do for us through Christ Jesus. Uh, You have given us such a precious gift, and we pray that we will spend our days contemplating the magnitude and beauty of what you've given to us, that we don't underestimate the value of the greatest Christmas gift ever given. Uh, We love you, Lord, and we pray that our love for you will show up in both our living and on our lips. And that our living and our lips don't contradict one another, but tell the same excellent story of your saving and transforming grace. We pray this through the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ and for your glory. Amen. Amen. It's Christmas time, which means in January most of us will be in debt. We have something special going on at our house about this time. Um, Because on there and about January the 12th, we're expecting a baby and a baby son. So uh, our house is alive with expectations and also it's alive with boxes from Amazon right now. So it's a signal that pretty soon our house is going to be consumed with baby stuff, okay? Now, we already have an eight-year-old daughter, um, and I think that her future career is in meteorology, teaching tornadoes and hurricanes how to leave a debris trail of toys. It's everywhere you go, there's toys. I go into my office, I can't even sit down, the toys in my seat and toys here and there. So now we're going to multiply that times two. And I, I say this because our Christmas, relatively speaking, to the baby Jesus is an opulent Christmas. Uh, What Jesus gets is to be born in a very obscure place. Uh, Not not Jerusalem, not the... the, It's a suburb. And when the wise men come from the east, it's not three wise men, it's only three gifts. Gold, frankincense, and probably more wise men than that. They find him in this... Strange place. What was that place? Manger. And when Jesus first is born, he's born as king of Israel, king of Jerusalem, king of the world. But you know who he meets first among humans? Shepherds. The the shepherd is like the lowest job that you can get because you don't own the sheep. it's, it's, It's low employment work. And I'm thinking, why does Jesus meet with shepherds? And the answer is, he's praying them a professional courtesy. Because he's here to shepherd God's people. Now, if they're shepherding, there should be following. Okay? Because when you have a shepherd with sheep that don't follow, uh, we have a problem. Okay? The, the problem is likely not with the shepherd, it's with the sheep. And, and, and there's always a wiseacre among the sheep saying, I don't know, I think the wolf convention would be a wonderful thing for us to attend this year. <laughs> so the, the gift that Christ has given to us is huge. The issue is, are we using? He's giving us his shepherding, but are we following He's giving us great Messiah, messiahship, but what type of discipleship are we giving him? Right? So, when, when we see the baby Jesus lying there in, in the manger, if we, if we fast forward, we, we get to see what Jesus is giving us for Christmas. If we go to the, the end of John's Gospel, where Jesus is standing there before Pontius Pilate. And, and Pilate is doing his very best not to crucify Jesus, okay? He's doing his very best not to crucify Jesus, but the crowd won't have it. And Jesus is standing there dressed for an occasion. Now, but before I go further with that, I, I want to share with you our text this morning. Um, John 17, Uh, 1 through 5, and you will not have to stand this morning. We'll just work our way through. John chapter 17, verses 1 through 5. And the title is Knowing God. Knowing God. And this is the key to discipleship and the purpose of Messiahship. Knowing God, simply that. Our thesis is this. People who truly know God have great communion with God, great thoughts for God, great boldness for God, and great contentment in God. May I do that for us one more time? People who truly know God, and watch that word, know God, have great communion with God, great thoughts for God, great boldness for God, and great contentment in God. So we go back to the scene of Jesus is standing there, and Pilate brings him out, and if he speaks in Latin, which would have been his mother tongue, he would have said these words, "Ecce homo, which means, behold the man. Behold the man, and if you go all the way back to the beginning of John, it says, and the word became flesh. And we're thinking, how did God, dressed as a human, Why is he now dressed like this? He's wearing this crown of thorns, and some of those thorns, that's from a particular type of tree that grows there, uh, uh, would have been as much as 12 inches long. So we're not talking about some little bitty, you know, things that would scrape your skin, but when they pressed it onto his head, it digs into his scalp. He's been beaten, he's been spat upon. If if you uh, probably... Raised up his robe, you could see lacerations, and, and all the way to his ribs because he's been beaten with a cat of nine tails. There's, there's blood everywhere. His face is already disfigured. And, and they dressed him in purple, which is a royal color in irony. Behold the man. Now imagine if you and I were there And we were seeing this. And we walked up to Jesus and and we would say, Lord, what what are you doing in this condition? Why are you dressed like this? And he would look back and say, remember when I was born? I'm your Christmas gift. We're like, Christmas gift? He said, wait a minute. You ask me a question. Why are you dressed like this? Why are you in this condition? And Jesus would say, don't you know? I'm wearing your sins. I, I, I'm wearing your pains. I'm wearing your failures. I, I'm wearing not only sins that you've done, but sins against you. I'm wearing your disappointment. I'm wearing your past. I'm wearing your death. And then he would say, and I'm wearing my father and my love for you. Isn't it glorious? And he says, I, I, I encourage you not to run and hang around because Sunday morning I'll be dressed in glory. Wearing your future, wearing your life. And once you see where we're going with this, you'll want to follow. You'll want to take up your cross. You'll want to deny yourself, then take up your cross and follow me. And when you say, Where are you going? He says, I'm going to the Father. The only way I could get you there was to wear your sin and death first. Follow me. Follow me. The gift of followership, people. So that we too would have great communion with God, great thoughts about God, boldness for God, and great contentment in Him. The the foundation of discipleship is God's love for us and our response of love back to him. We said, where do you get that from? Jesus would go, me, I'm giving you my life. Don't you get it? Yeah, yeah. I'm giving you my affection for the Father and allowing you to dwell in me, not just by yourselves, but as a community, as a people, as a group. And man, when I do, you're going to be a fruit-bearing people. You'll bear fruit in the name of good works for God's glory. And you will bear fruit in the name of inviting others into what you now enjoy. You'll do great in and you'll do great outreach. Because I will be in you, transforming and conforming you to my image. And I will be working through you, reaching out to the world saying, For God thus loved the Son... God just loved the world that he gave his one of a kind unique son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life and this is God's law so in John 17 we see a narrowing a narrowing the gospel of John starts with a prologue chapter 1 1 through 18 and then it goes into Jesus' public ministry that lasts all the way to the end of chapter 12. Chapter 13 through 16 is a part of the farewell discourse where Jesus is talking to his disciples. You see how it's getting narrow? Public ministry and then private ministry with his disciples. But when we get to John 17, it's just Jesus and the Father. This is the prayer in the Bible that we should call the Lord's Prayer. The prayer in Matthew chapter 6 is the disciples' prayer okay? The prayer in John 17 is the Lord's prayer. So what does Jesus have to say to the Father? Because the Father has already spoken about Jesus. At his baptism, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. End of story. Okay? And, and, and in saying that God says, I would like a whole planet of these. That's what the church is the beginning of. A whole planet of those who love God through the power of Christ in the Spirit. And they love each other, because you can't be children of God and hating on each other, that doesn't work. Because our model of communion is the model that's in the Trinity. And you don't ever see the, the, the Jesus talking to the Holy Spirit, saying, look man, next time you go down there and bleed for these crazy people, I, I'm tired. Got hands and nails and prints and stuff all me. I don't want to hear it. So if you're complaining about, you know, having to be with someone and they whining and nagging, say next time we just change role, that's what we do. Next time you drive this car, we don't see that. What the father wants, the son does. What the son purchases, the spirit secures. So whenever you see one of them effectively, you see all of them. That's why Jesus says in the Great Commission, baptize them. In other words, associate them with the name singular of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And we lose our minds sometimes in theological seminaries. We start talking about the, um, uh, the, the, the doctrine of the Trinity. God says, hold on. There's a story in this that you're Okay, The Father has planned, the Son has secured, and the Holy Spirit is saying, and I'm about to take residence. He said, well, what have you been doing through the Gospel of Matthew? God says, building a temple, and now it's ready for me to move in. Say, where's the temple? Where's the location? God says, it's all over the place because I'm locating myself in my people. He says, didn't you read, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, okay, which means God with us. Okay, methemone, um, uh, hafeos in the Greek. And then at the end of John's, uh, at Matthew's gospel, Jesus says, behold, I am, I am the I am with you. Emmanuel was never to be his social signature. Emmanuel is his job description. And all of us this morning, we should be saying, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. And the Holy Spirit said, we're saying, I'm making that happen. Now, if it's God is going to be with us and for us, we need to be with him and for him in the way we are. Okay? If we're doing church right, church should look a lot like the life of Jesus. Here we go uh, quickly here. Those who know God have great communion with God, and we see this in the prayer. It, it says here, John chapter 1, um, chapter 17, verse 5, it says, uh, 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 G, uh, Jesus spoke these things, and he raised his eyes, this is a, a posture of prayer, uh, into heaven, and he said, "Pater," which is Abba okay? Uh, If this is in Aramaic, it's probably Abba. Now, Abba is really not a child's word that a child says to Daddy. Uh, Abba is a word that expresses sonship, okay? Uh, It's it's an intimate term between Jesus uh, and and the Father. When Paul teaches us that we can cry out to Abba as well, it's not saying, we're not saying Daddy. When we say Abba, we're saying we share in the sonship of Jesus Christ, We share in his death, his resurrection, any promises that you've made to him, we share in it. We we share in it in our birth. We share in it in our funerals. Because at our funerals, we have to remember, I'm not going to be here that long, okay? This is not my permanent resting place, so don't let funeral homes tell you that. We're going to take your loved ones here. This is a permanent, uh uh-uh. My mama, my daddy, my brother, my sister, my whoever is in Jesus Christ. This is just temporary. God has changed in Christ the grammar of human life. Death should be a period, and God says, nope, in Christ it's just a comma. It's a pause before more life. So, uh, so here we see this great communion that's going on between the Father and the Son. The Son says here, my hour, the hour has come, that is the hour of his glorification. Everything that's going to happen now to his crucifixion and resurrection and return to the Father including that ugly scene at the cross, he says, this is the hour. And he says here, glorify the Son that the Son might glorify you. So we, we see first there, in first uh, 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 one, that there was this great and wonderful fellowship with God, this conversation and it blends into this great thought. But remember in the beginning of John, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Okay? Now, in, in the Greek text, when it says, Kai halagos pros on, it literally says, And the Word was with the God. The, the Greeks would say to the Jews, We have many gods. The Jews would say, But we have the God. Okay, so they wouldn't just say for us, God, they would say the God. So we see the word was with God. That, that phrase means the word was in intimate fellowship with God. Okay, uh, after already saying in the beginning was the word, in other words, when the beginning came, the word already was. The word wasn't at the beginning, the word caused the beginning. So he's been with God in glory and splendor in all this time, okay? And, and he's been in intimate uh, relationship with God. Now, we have to understand what salvation is for. Salvation is about God saving us from our sins. Salvation's goal is to give us intimate fellowship with God, not just to save us from our sins. Our theology has too much Friday in it and not enough Sunday morning. Everyone wants to tell us why it is that Jesus died, but why was he raised from the dead? And that's to give us life. We're following his pattern. Okay? That was to give us uh, his, uh, his life here. So, uh, so he's, the word is an in intimate fellowship, intimate communion, this most precious of prayers. And um, so, so Jesus uh, is talking to the Father, and then he is going to give us these great thoughts. Great thoughts of glory, great thoughts of life, and and by implication, great thoughts of love. You hear that? Glory, then life, then love. Notice what he says. Of all the things you could say to God, he's praying, he says, Now glorify your son, that the son may glorify you. we go like, whoa. You want glory, so you can give it back. And Jesus says, Yes. I said, well, then what will the Father give you once you give it back? And it gets more, child, more opportunities to glorify him. The, the giving of me life is more glory. And said, then what will you do back? I said, then I'll give it back to him. And then he said, well, what will he do after that? Then he'll give me more. Okay? he said, then what will you do after that? He said, then I'll gather others and we'll all give him glory. Okay? And then say, what after that? He says, then he'll add to our numbers and he'll give us more life, more energy, more power, more strength. he says, what we'll do? We'll give it back. Now, here's the key. What I'm describing, that is what eternal life is. Okay? Eternal life is not just living a long time. It's living a long time because God says, we have a great glory cycle here and I'm not even about to let sin stop it. Okay? So Jesus has been doing this Forever, because he's a part of creation. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, not one thing came into being that has come into being. This is what the text says, all right? And, and, and the Father says, I'm going to create something. Jesus says, I'll be your agent. I'll bring this into fruition. How do you want it? Jesus says, and then it, we, we, John is telling us a secret here. So this glory cycle has been going on forever, and Jesus is going to call that eternal life. Okay? And, and for us, he's going to say, hey, I'm trying to get you in this. And we go like, how do we join the club? Okay? And Jesus says, you can't join like that. I have to save you into it. So his great thought uh, is glorify the son. In other words, uh, I, I want you to, to, to manifest your power. This is what glory is. Glory is God's majesty seen through acts of power. And what's the power that we see here? Uh, if, if we understand the gospel of John, part of the glory package is God's compassion. Okay? Uh, when when uh, John 1.14 says, and we beheld his glory, the word became human, the word became flesh, and we beheld his glory, okay? And, and it's a unique glory, and it's full of grace and truth, excuse me here. It's full of grace and truth. And this goes back to uh, the Old Testament, okay? And Exodus uh, chapter 34 and verse 6. Remember after Moses says, Lord, show me your glory. And God says, are you trying to die? And what do you mean? He says, he said, you can't look me in the face and live, Moses. And, and Moses goes, really? And the Lord says, well, look out and do you a favor. I'm going to hide you in the cleft of this rock and I'm going to cover your face. And then when I walk by, you can see me go. Okay. And then the the Lord doesn't allow um, Moses to see his glory, but he allows uh, Moses to hear his glory. And this is what he says, Yahweh, Yahweh. The compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in chesed, covenant loyalty, love, and faithfulness. So he tells Moses, you cannot, you cannot see me, but I can tell you what I'm like. John says, the word became flesh and we beheld his glory. Okay, and, and at the end of chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 14, it says full of grace and truth, which is the Greek translation for covenant, loyalty, love, and faithfulness. In other words, God's gonna say, I'm gonna show you what I'm like, and I'm gonna show you my love through my son. Okay? See, Christmas is the gift of God's compassion in Christ. Think about that when we're unwrapping things that Sunday morning. So great thoughts is the sun will glorify you. If you give me your glory, I will give it back. And your glory is compassion because everyone's gonna be able to see me highlighted up there, dressed in all of their sins and failures and, and death and whatever, and I am going to be the spotlight of the world. It's going to look like an execution, but between you and me, Father, we know it's a sacrifice. Okay? So so on, on Calvary, what we have is God, the high priest, the Heavenly Father, and Jesus the Son, okay? Jesus the Son is is the Lamb, and the Father is cutting the Son's throat. So it's God worshiping with God and giving us the benefits. You say, well, what about, I mean, you know, a bunch of Levitical priests might be standing there saying, but what, what, what were we doing in the Old Testament? We were offering the sacrifices. We were doing this. We were in the house of God. And God says, no, you were playing house. This is the real thing on Calvary. You were a shadow. This is the reality. They say, well, what are you saying? You say, the only way I can save you is I have to worship with me. God has to worship with God, because no one can be God like God can be God, and no one can be man like God can be man. So if I'm going to get God in you, I've got to do this myself. Thank you very much. So great thoughts, and then uh, uh, it's great thoughts about glory, and great thoughts about life. Jesus says, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the only real God, and Jesus Christ, whom you sent. He describes eternal life in two special ways. I wish I had more time for this this morning. Uh, I'm going to take a little extra, and, and we'll be done, and hopefully this will set on our hearts nice and heavy. Okay? All of the times Jesus uses the phrase eternal life in the Gospel of John, this is the only time in the Greek that he puts the word the in front of it. Our English text doesn't even reflect this. It says this, now this is the eternal life. Because Jews had a concept of eternal life coming from the Old Testament. But God is saying, yeah, but that eternal life happens through this son. And when you try to get this son, what do you get? He said you get eternal distance. You either get, he says, look, you're trying to be close to me through sacrifices. I'm trying to be close to you through a sacrifice your sacrifice is playing house, mine is the real home, and I'm trying to make you my temple, and you're playing house. You want religion, I want relationship. For us who are in Christ, the, re- the religion is the relationship. So God wants my energy and my time, God wants you. If he gets you, everything else comes with it. And this is eternal life that they know you. The word know here goes back to the Hebrew word yada. It's a very special word because it doesn't just mean intellectual knowledge, it's the same as when it says, and, 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 and the man knew his wife and she brought forth a son. It's, it's an intimate knowledge, but with God, it goes even deeper than that. That they know you, the only real God, and Jesus Christ whom you sent to reveal you, he says, that's what eternal life is. Because once you have the life, you're in the cycle. You follow? Once you, once you have the, the, the life, eternal life, is a constant giving and exchange of glory and love from God, and that's what we do forever. See, that's why this will never wear out. Jesus says, I've been doing this for the longest. I'm trying to give this to you so you can join. Say, I made a V in history because I was up here with glory. I dropped down to bring glory to you and then to take you back to it. To know God is to know him intimately, not faintly. Okay, and, and that's just not to know God, I mean, God. I've, I've been a professor in theological seminaries for 32 years. I know stuff, okay? I, I, I can sit here and talk to you about the vicissitudes of the circumlocuted periphrastic participle as it occurs in the uh, epistles of Paul and the implications of it there in Ephesians chapter two. I, I can tell you all of that, but God wants to know, but Elliot, do you know me like this? Do you know me not just by hearing my word or talking about my word or talking about fantastic grammatical concepts? Do you know me through submission? Because my son Jesus knows me through submission. Okay? You come to know God by yielding to him. See, if we remember, we're called Christians. Jesus isn't named after us, right? So what Christ does is yield to the Father. Then Christians should do, because that's in your best interest. I define love as embracing and doing what's in another's best interest as God defines what that best interest is. And God defined for us, you need a Christ. to, To take death from you and to give you his life and relationship with me. Not just living forever, but living in relationship to me. This is what Christ has given. He said, if you did this, it'll change your marriage, it'll change your friendships, it'll change your church, it'll change the world that you're in, it'll change everything. Okay? You, you'll want to engage in prayer and studying the word and serving with one another and serving one another. You'll do all of this and the world will look at you and say, what kind of people are these? And he, Jesus says, and they will know that you are my disciples by your love for one another. So great thoughts about glory, great thoughts about life, and I had to throw this one in. Great thoughts about love. John 14, 30 and 31, Jesus tells his disciples, the ruler of this world, Satan, is coming. Satan, he doesn't have any power on me. He He can't even tell me where to stand. And he's coming to execute me, to crucify me, because I'm a problem to his kingdom, and he thinks that he's going to get rid of me. So he says, You're going to see some ugly things coming tomorrow. But here's what I want you to know these things I am doing because the Father commanded it. And here's why I'm doing it that the world might know that I love the Father. Man, what a t shirt! That's what all all of us should be wearing. A t-shirt that says, that the world might know that we love the Father. Through the presence of the Son and the power of the Spirit, we are the community of Christ Jesus. We are his disciples. We are followers of the Father in the same way that our great king and priest is. That's what we do. Great thoughts about glory, great thoughts about life, but great thoughts about love. So those who know God have great communion with him in prayer, just like Christ. Great thoughts of him, just like Christ. Uh, uh, also great boldness for him, because remember, Jesus is dying here. He says, I'm I'm causing them to, to see and to have eternal life. And we say, Yes, but that's costly. Jesus says, I know. It says, but, but I know the Father. Remember, he, he tells the, 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 his contestants that at one time, and, and he says, I know the Father, And then, but if I say I don't know him when I do, then that will make me a liar like you. It says, but we're listening to you, but if you're, the, if you're the Messiah, just tell us. He said, I have told you. I've shown you. I've done miracles. I've done stuff that we did back in Exodus, and you still don't get me. Okay, well then, what's wrong? He says, you do not believe because you're not my sheep. (laughs) My sheep hear me, okay? And and they hear my voice, and they follow me. Where where are they following it? They follow me all the way back to the Father. They follow me, not just that they hear me, but they follow me. They, what? They follow me. And he says, because they follow me, Nobody can take them. No one can take them out of my hand and no one can take them out of my father's. And then the strongest way, my daughter asked me uh, this week, she said, Daddy, how do you say no in Greek? And I said, the the word is ooh, honey. She said, it's ooh, I said, yeah. You you just put it before the verb and ooh. But absolutely no is ooh, Okay, got that with me? Ooh, do that for me one time. Ooh, Greek tabernacle choir. We got it going over here, okay. (laughs) Umay means absolutely not, that it's not even possible. Jesus says, for those who follow me, they will never perish. That never perish has an ume in front of it. He said, it's not even possible. But what's the mark? They follow me. They just don't confess to hearing me. They what? They follow me. I am the shepherd. They are the sheep. I am the Messiah. They are my disciples. They follow me in every aspect of my life. And because they follow me, they have but one destination. To be with me in glory. And he prays this at the end of this prayer. He says, I want them to see me, Father, with you in glory. And in verse five, he says, this is the glory that I was enjoying with you before the world was. I was content to do that. But I'm also content to do bold things for you. To be caught dead, dressed as a human being. Hanging on a cross. Such such an awful thought that angels hide their face from it. Because nothing I do for you, Father, in love will ever embarrass me. People who know God what do they have? They have great communion with God. They are prayers. They have great thoughts for God about the glory and life and love for Him. They have great boldness for God to God, for God for, to, for doing His will. Even when no one else is watching. But God. We always have an audience. And they have great contentment in God. Because they know that the glory story for them leads to being with God and his son in his spirit forever. We don't go and float up into heaven and become disembodied spirits and forget who we are. So how do you know that? So that's not what Jesus did. Okay? Jesus didn't wake up from the grave and go like, who are you people? I've never seen you before. It was, nor is it, does he slip off into space and become part of the universe. He's a real person with a memory, with a relationship with God in the future, and we will wake up, all of us, the same. What a Christmas gift. From a little baby lying in a manger to a Savior dressed in all of our sins. Let's know God deeper and better in 2003. Let's know God. Let's explore discipleship for all of its worth. Let's grow in prayer and in fellowship and in service. Let's do all of these things. Why? It's part of the gift. It's just part of the gift. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would consecrate these words in our hearts so that they will show up in our lives for your glory. And when we glorify you, give us more life, more energy, and more strength, and more opportunities that we can glorify you again, because Christ in is in us, and this is his life, and his life in us. For your glory, through the Spirit, and in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, the great, powerful, plenipotential, precious, and permanent name, we pray, amen.
5: The word of God for the people of God. Amen, amen. Please stand and all of you that can and will, please stand on your feet. We have received the word. One of the things I love about Dr. Green is he makes it plain. And he made that plain today. What a gift. Somebody here today As he says, know God. Somebody here today does not know God. Well, you have a chance right now. Express your saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we extend to you right now a chance to come on and and join the body of faith and express that you have accepted Christ in your life. So we extend to you now the offer, just as you are. You can come. You're standing. Is somebody in your way. Just let them step aside because you need to come and be a part of the body of faith as the praise team sings come now just as you are
0: Jesus.
5: question is yes it is you're invited to come you're invited to be a part of this church family we're going to love on you as god in christ loves us and we're going to help you to become all that god wants you to be so if you've been visiting and you're trying to make your mind up if you're looking for that church home we welcome you into the good hope missionary baptist church family so you are welcome to come just as you are as the choir sings
0: come to jesus I sí.
5: come to thank you for the word that we received today and god there's someone that's still struggling to make a decision lord so we lift them up to you and we pray for the power of the holy spirit to move on their life let them come crying i want to be saved thank you for your word thank you for your son that you gave unto us thank you for being our god in jesus name we pray amen 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 you may be seated all right amen we i told you we had a preacher in the house and he just really preached for us today amen amen All right, church, it's time for the offering. We have several ways that you can do it Uh, online. uh, You see the sign up there now, six ways to give. And if you still want to put it in the envelope, we'll take that as well. Amen. And uh, we have deacons in the back with uh, baskets that uh, you can put your envelope in there. or If you raise your hand, they'll come and and receive that offering from you now. Amen. We thank you for your faithfulness in giving. Uh, It does make a difference. Let God continue to bless you and you bless God's people in a mighty, mighty way. All right. Anybody? Okay. Your deacon's covered. All right. Want to uh, recognize our visitors. I know we have some, so if you don't mind, stand so we can recognize you. We're not going to ask you to say anything, but we do want to recognize you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, we're so glad that you came this way on this sunday morning i know the rain might have chased some folk off but you came on amen and we're glad about it and we hope and pray that you have been blessed with the singing and with the word and if we missed it you're invited to come back one more time and let us try again god bless you thank you for coming amen you may be seated all right i think that about covers it maestro you got anything you're good glad to see you maestro amen everybody all right God bless you, Dr. Green. Did April leave? Okay, all right. All right, well, that's it. We can all stand and receive the benediction. God, we come now to thank you for this time that we've had in your word, this time of worship, this time of praise. We know that we couldn't be here without you. So we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Lord, I pray for everyone of the sound of my voice that you bless them this week when they rise up early and settle late. Bless them when they go out and when they come in. Bless them in their labor and in their leisure till we meet again in the house of prayer and we pray that they all focus on knowing you in jesus name we pray amen amen and amen god is doing something awesome in you
1: Now.
2: Happy birthday, Pastor Cofield. On behalf of myself, Bridget, and the entire Forge for Family community, we just want to wish you a special happy birthday and let you know how much we appreciate you. All that you do for our community, for the church, and for this little ministry over here that you support in so many ways. We pray you have a blessed birthday. We love you, brother. Well,
1: hello, Dr. D.Z. Cofield. Listen, this is Chris Clemens, the pastor of the Way of Life Church, and it is your birthday month yet again. And we are so happy to celebrate it with you. Uh, You have been an absolute blessing to this body, this group of believers If it wasn't for the vision God had put in you and your kingdom mindedness, we wouldn't be where we are today. I want to say personally, you've been a blessing to me in so many ways. I thank you for all of the lessons on pastoring and leadership, just your vision mindedness and how you lead people and how you care for people. I thank you for your heart, not just in general, but to me and my my family personally. You have genuinely been a blessing to me. And I miss the times that we would be giggling on the front row during service like we were 10 year old kids. I really do. See, people laughing because they remember looking over and looking at the, them pastors over there laughing and giggling during church. Yes, we would. We would. We had so much fun every time we get together. And listen, on behalf of the Way of Life Church, we want to say this to you Happy birthday, DZ Cofield. <laughs> Happy birthday, brother. We love you.
3: On behalf of Barbara Jordan, we would like to say happy birthday to Pastor Cofield. For once in my career, I feel like I am on a path to somewhere great. And it's all because of you and your care for each and every one of us. So on behalf of myself, one of your favorite people here at Barbara Jordan, Miss Stella, I would like to say, happy birthday, Pastor Cofield. May God bless you to see many, many more. Again, from Barbara Jordan, we would like to say, happy Happy birthday. birthday!
4: Happy birthday! Hey there, Pastor Cofield. Coming here today to tell you happy birthday. Tell you how thankful I am for all the things you've shown me and all the things you've guided me through. I want to thank you for Project HOPE. And thank you for giving kids hope. I want to thank you for all the things you've told me and all the things you've helped me with. And one thing that I just can't go without mentioning, one time you told me, don't go for what's good and miss what's great. And I've just been running with that. And I thank you for showing me that there's greater things and there's more things to life.
2: Happy birthday. Pastor Cofield, happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to, to ya. Happy birthday. Pastor Cofield, we wish you a happy 61st birthday.
3: And please, enjoy your day.
2: In fact, take the rest of the year off on us. We love, love you. you. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
5: First of all, let me thank God for you, Dr. Cofield. Uh, I really credit you for saving my life. Uh three years ago having surgery. You were on the road
6: still called in and prayed for me to say thank you and happy birthday to you, doc. I love you, man. Hey doc, this is uh Eric Portier, uh part of the food ministry here at Good Hope. Uh just wanna say happy birthday, love you, thank you for entrusting us to operate the food pantry here, which is serving not only this community, but is, it's also serving the surrounding communities. Uh, thank you again, love you, man, and happy birthday.
1: On behalf of two youth, happy birthday, Patrick Cofill, we love you.
0: Happy birthday, Pastor Mr.
6: Happy birthday Pastor Coffee. I have I hope you have a good birthday. God bless you. Amen. Happy birthday Pastor coldfield